Alright, yeah, we rolling. We rolling, you know what I'm saying? Get this shit popping, you know, this is for the love, you know what I'm saying? And we are here. New episode alert, first and foremost, you feel me? You know what I'm saying? I want to shout out to Beans for pulling through on the last episode, you know what I'm saying? He pulled up, gave us that 757 history, you know what I'm talking about? And just things that is important for the culture as far as the local 757 culture. And we need to know that, you know? And like I said, man, we here. This is for the love. You know what I'm saying? It's your boy Los. We are in the building. And this is episode 46. You know, thank you to my supporters. I want to thank y'all every episode because it's very important that I do that. And it wouldn't be no, you know what I mean, without y'all. So to get it popping, a lot of shit that happened, man. You know, a lot of good new music that's out. Like a lot of shit, I'm listening to that Nas, and I'm like, man, and I I got third, I got three listens on that shit, and I'm like, this shit is the album of the year, man. Like you know what I'm saying, like for it to be a late fourth quarter drop, and it's like arguably that album of the year. And shout out to all the prior releases because to me, 2022 was a great year of music, especially in hip hop, and to see that album from a legend that's been doing this shit for a good minute is just refreshing man you know what i'm saying definitely for the pure hip-hop fans that's like into the lyricism and content and whatnot that's a beautiful album man you know and of course like i said shout out to the other ones like gibbs you know pusher you know badass and other bodies of work that's like arguably in that conversation as well but you know nah shit is just like Man, dog, that King's Disease 3 is, like, one of those ones. Like, him and Hit Boy found something, man, and they made some classics. Like, it could arguably said that all three of those projects are classics between that King's Disease trilogy. You get what I'm saying? And that's just what we listening to right now. You know, of course, there's still a lot of other shit that happened, you know, for all my Battle Rap fans. They got the Homecoming event that just happened this past week in new york urban plaza you know we go get into that of course just talked about the new music of course king chachala is forever you know what i'm saying black panther wakanda forever is officially out it has been released you know what i'm saying it came out this past sunday for the people that's listening because once this drops this would mean after the release date Black Panther officially came out November 11th, and I have seen it twice since it's dropped, and it's definitely one of those ones. By far, to me, it is Marvel's best film. I've seen a lot of people got Spider-Man as their number one this year, and I definitely don't blame them for that. Me personally, I would have to put Black Panther as the number one because of how Ryan Coogler, shout out to Ryan for doing an excellent job on this. You can see the obvious grief in not only in the movie sense, but in real life sense, as far as losing Chadwick Boseman. When you lose your lead guy in a movie, that's, you know, monumental as far as Black Panther, because it's not only just a Marvel comic movie, it's something that pertains to black culture. So now you have a different audience that is gravitated towards this body of work. Now, losing Chadwick and rest in peace to the to the legend, you know what I'm saying? 
dealing with the impact of the loss of that person first and foremost and then relating that to the film understanding that it changes the dynamic of how that film is going to even be perceived and even produced going forward regardless because mind you if he was here then that sequel would have been a total different approach you get what i'm saying because it would have more so at that point carried the momentum from the first black panther where we saw the whole introduction of wakanda and whatnot so that second one would have been the sole purpose from that which would have been carry the momentum losing him now shifts that and it changes it to a therapeutic session because now you're seeing the intricate pieces in the movie going through this significant loss not only in the movie theme but in real life you know what i'm saying so saying that i say with the movie they did a great job with balancing the production in that they kept it very emotional but at the same time kept it very stripped as far as like going back to the comic book if you read black panther you kind of see and this is spoiler alert for the people that didn't see it because like i said this movie came out on november 11th friday the first time i seen it was that thursday because they had the pre-screen times and then i seen it saturday and that was the second time so at this point if y'all niggas didn't see it yet and y'all listening to this pod it is definitely a spoiler alert because y'all niggas had that time and y'all late you feel me now back to what i'm saying so in reading the comic book and watching the movie it's not a surprise in who eventually wears that suit for black panther which is shuri you know what i'm saying now i love the fact that they introduce namor and riri williams aka ironheart into the mcu through black panther you know what i'm saying i don't remember the actress that played riri williams but she did a great job in that regardless if it was minor or not and as well as the actor that played namor because i know he was a hispanic actor and i don't remember his name so forgive me but he killed namor and i like how he portrayed the character per se because namor is like in simpler terms the aquaman version of marvel you know what i'm saying so they're from the same place marvel just kind of freaked it to where he separated himself from atlantis and became himself in this tribe you know what i'm saying i like the fact that within the movie as her becoming Black Panther in theory, she had to go through Killmonger. You know what I'm saying? Now, that's one of the spoiler alerts. And I love the fact that that was their way of, in quote, bringing him back into the movie. Because before the sequel came out, it was all rumors in regards to him coming back or him being the Black Panther and him coming from the dead and whatnot. Because, of course, from the first one, he ended up dying after the duel with him and Chad in the first. So to him come back, and of course in that moment he was in hell, to see him return, and not only return, but in theory help Shuri come Black Panther in her way was the dope part for me because it was relatable to how when she lost all of that loss as far as her family with her brother and then the queen, that made sense as far as her avenging that and becoming so angry to become Black Panther. 
But then at the end, when you realize when she let Neymar pass to, to just to unify, that was something that her brother would have ultimately did. So that's how they kind of brung both sides as far as philosophies together. You know what I'm saying? In regards to Killmonger and T'Challa. That, I, I, to me, love the writing in that. I think Ryan did a hell of a job. And then, of course, the end scene, which is the moment where they play the Rihanna record. Just for people that didn't watch the movie, the moment they get to playing the Rihanna record, and you will know what I'm saying when you see that and hear it, that's where it gets, like, real, for real. And even in that particular scene, you can see it and understand and see that that was real life like you know what i'm saying like they didn't have to create those tears like that was really a moment where that flowed out and that was pure grief so that was like the beauty and the sadness of that whole part and just little things like adding the whole chad compilation in the beginning of the marvel logo with no background music to me was just like humbling because every Marvel movie in existence has that same Marvel background with the Marvel logo that appears in the front before each movie starts. So to see that Marvel logo, that same branded logo that's solidified with his compilation, his face, like his real human face with no background music. So it's just solely focused on this particular person was the most greatest or was the greatest shit, you know what I mean, I have a witness in my life, you know what I mean, like, <laughs> like real talk, so that was just, you know, pretty much the gist of the Black Panther experience for me, again, I've seen it twice so far, I'm definitely planning on seeing it multiple times, and of course, they're gonna have it eventually on Disney+, Plus. so once that's the case, then the streams is gonna go up, Cause niggas is watching that shit every other day. You feel me? And again, for the fiftieth time, shout out to Ryan Coogler because this man needs his flowers. You know what I'm saying? This the same man that did Fruitfield Station. You feel me? Like he did that. That's the one with Michael B. Jordan. So he did Black Panther. Like he, you know what I'm saying? He just doing legendary shit. And I, and I know I'm not naming a lot other shit, but he's just doing a lot, man. And just to see something that represents the culture and more importantly for me to see a character like Black Panther which represents the comic books and for my comic fans to see something like that get brought to life while representing the culture is just like a full circle moment and with that being said I would just say rest in peace first and foremost to the the late the great Chadwick Boseman aka the original king T'Challa you feel me because that will forever be ingrained in the culture. And that's something that we will always have to honor. And that's just real shit. You know what I mean? It's just like with Wolverine, they got Hugh Jackman. And shout out to Hugh Jackman because you are Wolverine, my nigga. Nobody should be wearing that fucking suit. You get what I'm saying? Just like motherfucking, you know, just, you know, certain motherfuckers is just untouchable. Like when you come see that Black Panther suit and that, and that, that was the other part about the movie, lastly noted, that I loved about it, too, that they did a hell of a job in closing the chapter, per se, and respectfully in regards to King Chachala, but also making it understood and acceptable that the suit itself can be passed on because the end was the end. 
and the suit still moves on as Shuri says the suit can still be worn but we all know who the original OG will be going forward you get what I'm saying and I'm just waiting on the next phase man because the Kane dynasty is looking dope and the way they doing it with Marvel you know of course like I said the Spider-Man you know the Thor was was cool Black Panther was dope and Black Panther was the introduction to the next phase and then of course they leading on with Ant-Man and we only gonna see man but you know enough of the comic shit you know shout, shout out to my coaching niggas you know in Black Panther first and foremost again and let's get into some uh let's get into some battle rap shit man you know what I'm saying like I said man homecoming happened I don't know if niggas don't realize homecoming was official it was in Irving Plaza New York City Brooklyn you feel me it was like motherfucking it felt like 0809 URL era, man. It felt like Don DeMarco, man. It felt like motherfucking, you know, you know, I can't do that shit. But like, it felt like all of that. It felt like 150 niggas on stage about to fall off, like just straight bars and punches. And like, it really got to that point, man. Like overall, the car itself was okay. It wasn't terrible. You know, all the performances was, you know, was average and above average it won't know bad like except for one and we're gonna get into it because this is the official for the love homecoming url review you get what i'm saying so like i said for the people it was in urban plaza and the first thing that i didn't understand was the battle was scheduled on sunday during football season now, the battle started around 3, 3.30 Eastern time, of course, because it's in New York. And it was on a Sunday during a time where a sport that we call football is on and our full attention is on these one o'clock games, four o'clock games, and more so later to the eight o'clock game prime time. You know what I'm saying? So a whole day is focused on football. Mostly when URL and Smack do these events, they do it on Saturdays, and I don't know why, but Saturday, to me, seems more of a reasonable and understandable day than a Sunday where it's dedicated to not only just sports, but other shit as far as Sunday activities. Anyway, the battle starts, you know what I'm saying? We hear Caffeine got it popping, and the first battle that they got is Stumbles versus Kid Slade. You get what I'm saying? Now, Stumbles, he came all strong on the first round. You get what I'm saying? Saying like, I don't like niggas. And I go to the niggas funerals just to hug bitches and shit like that. Man, that shit was fire. I was like, oh, man, it was about to be one of those battles. That's how it sounded. And then the motherfucker stumbles, started stumbling, dog. That shit really fucked me up because like he started the first so strong. Like it was about to be one of the ones from what it sound like. And he literally started stumbling right after them two punch bars, bro. That was fire. So he finished his round, but that stumble really kind of fucked up the momentum of where he was going with that. It gets to Kid Slade first round, and Kid Slade starts wilding. He starts going crazy. Like, I mean, he takes it back. Like, he, he's not fucking playing. He ain't stumbling. He ain't forgetting shit. He's saying all of that shit. Like, he's coming at the nigga. He's talking about 
like what you gonna do with two deuces in your face watch this and did the usher like he was fucking them up you know what i'm saying so after round one it was one old easily kid slay and then to summarize it because throughout the battle it was a 30 kid slay got the 30 piece second round was crazy third round was even crazier saying shit like what you gonna do when you call your mother and we pick up like that shit was just wild son like 30 piece like and stumbles was saying some shit throughout the battle as far as each of his rounds that was fire too like he won't trash it was just obviously in that moment kid slade did shit that went over the hump as far as that battle in that big stage so being at Irvin plaza he took advantage of that moment and all three rounds was just better than the particular opponent's round you know what i'm saying 30 piece once that battle passes then you go from that to arsenal versus swamp now going into the battle when they announce the car and i see the full list this battle right here was the most uncertain battle that I had going into it because I didn't honestly understand where it came from. Like, not every battle needs a story and conflict and shit like that, but I didn't really understand the matchup per se with Swamp and Arsenal because Swamp just came from his battle with Tay Rock, you know, that was Summer Madness and other events. And this one going into the Arsenal one. I was kind of like, well, by default, it was going to be 2-1 either way because it can really be off preference and one or the other can swing it towards their way and win the battle for real, for real. I didn't really see anybody getting a 30. And going into it, of course, first listen, I got Swamp 2-1. Like, honestly, I feel like, like I said, it was preference. I felt listening to battle after each round from all both of them, it was like Swamp. I had two <laughs> that Swamp had better than Arsenal's, you know what I'm saying? Arsenal, to me, was like, Arsenal is a weird battler, man, because he's a legend. First off, he comes from that era in that in that cloth with the Calicos, Clips, and Hollows, and, you know what I'm saying, Hitmans, and all of that, where he's, like, up in that conversation as far as, like, being one of the ones in the Mount Rushmore goats. Now, but he does this thing where he... He tries to overtalk and he he tries to overtalk the crowd and thinking that he wins the battle or like the the momentum is on his side and that's really not the case. Like throughout the battle, he kept trying to weaponize the crowd and use the crowd against Swamp as if like Ars was like winning. And at points, the crowd was like being biased and yelling 2-0 because most of the rounds like Arsenal was just rapping, 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 but he won't really like punching or scheming or anything like that so and swamp he wasn't necessarily as like that much better than arsenal in the battle but like to me his rounds was more direct and like it was hitting and you know it was just it was just a, it was like a 10-9 on swamp side to keep it a buck and to keep it short because neither side won't saying spectacular shit they had moments where they were saying bars and lines that was crazy but it was lackluster from both and it was just ultimately a battle that was just like, eh, it was a hype, but it wasn't like one of the ones. And it was cool. And to me, at the end, it was all preferences to me as who you prefer. Because some niggas said arse and some niggas said swamp. On the caffeine vote, they got it giving it to swamp. You know what I'm saying? And me personally, I had swamp 2-1. And it's whatever. The fact that swamp even 
got a debatable with a nigga like Arse, to me, is a win because a motherfucker like Arse, not saying with everybody, should be able to easily win that battle or 30 a motherfucker like Swamp, not saying Swamp is trash, but Arse is a legend. So to even get that puts a, a nod to Swamp more than anything. And again, Arse was just corny in how he portrayed that battle as if he was like washing the motherfucker and then when he was taking his shots at mook it was kind of like most of that round was directed at another nigga that you're not even battling like you battling swamp and you talking about mook you know what i'm saying but to each his own you know what i'm saying shout out to both i fuck with them both and that leads to the next battle which to me led to one of the performance of the night which was jazz the rapper versus vixen the assassin shout out to the ladies this was the lady card or lady battle of the card excuse me you know what i'm saying and of course it's going back to the title of the event homecoming being that jazz the rapper is a brooklyn rapper just want people to understand that and being that it's in Irving plaza and the scenery is nyc this is a home field advantage for jazz the rapper this is balling and rapping at the garden if you understand home court and away games vitson the assassin going into this battle i had vitson 2-1 personally i thought and i still thought vitson can and had the material to overpower and beat a jazz the rapper because jazz the rapper is one of the ones if not the one especially on her women's side you know what i'm saying now, with that being said, and respectfully, it was a 30 for Jazz the Rapper. Easily a 30 for Jazz the Rapper. And the most important thing I want to say, which also leads to the, the next battle, excuse me, is the home field piece. Now, with the crowd, it was a lot of gassery in there. It was a lot of Exxon. It was a lot of pumping. It was a lot of you know, gas as far as hyping these bars, as far as bars that was very light and it was just crazy. But again, like I said, it's like when you watch your sports team play at home and they throw a, a pass for the first down, they're, you're, the team, the, the crowd is going to get hyped. So that's literally what that was. You, you, It's a home field game. She's at the crib. And everything she's going to say is going to be, you know what I'm saying, pumped up. Now, also with that being said, it's important to note that throughout her rounds and with that home field advantage, it was a major influence in what she spit in those rounds as far as the New York references and even the confidence in which she approached that battle. From the moment she walked to the stage, and avoided the coin toss and just immediately started her round and started the battle like that showed the crowd and the people that was watching that she knew she had this shit in the bag off rip that doing that move right there it's like the Geechee and surf battle when Geechee uh grabbed the, the coin and stopped the toss and started rapping it was just that type of momentum you get what i'm saying so jazz doing that immediately just like ooze confidence throughout that battle Going back to Vitson, her material was dope. She was saying shit that was ill. I felt like the crowd won't give her the proper love that she should have got because, again, she's this is, is this is a away team 
or away game, excuse me, for Vixen. Vixen being from Milwaukee and more so not being from New York, she's having a away performance right now. So her material was dope, but ultimately the crowd got to her and seeing that pressure get to her kind of fucked up her momentum and her confidence. She stood 10 toes down, completed her three rounds, took the L like a champ and learned the lesson from it. You know what I'm saying? She's still one of the ones. Me personally, I still got her at the top of the food chain with the battlers, especially in the women's side. You know, besides Jazz and Official, Vixen is definitely official as well. And I feel like Vixen is like one of the ones to still be fucked with because she had the battle previously with Tayrock and did good on that. I gave her 2-1 on that. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to them and jazz to me is the co-performer of the night because her performance again was just oozing confidence she could have beat some niggas on that stage and she was just out rapping motherfuckers like she just out rap vixen it's just what it is you got to call the spade a spade i fuck with vixen and i fuck with jazz but in that battle in that performance she outperformed vixen bro and that was a 30 body at the crib and even in the third round when she put on the yankee fitted shit like that it just put a stamp on the performance in the battle and what she was already doing. So that 3-0 was just like a stamp right there, man. And I don't see nobody else, especially on the woman's side, that can really, really fuck with jazz, man. Probably hustle or like people saying my verse, but my verse need to do some more shit. But, you know, maybe hustle. You know, we already seen the official battle. They not going to battle because they the Bardashians. So, you know what I'm saying? Maybe coffee. We don't know. but. Shout out to the ladies, man. And the last the last event, the main card for the homecoming was Geechee Gotti versus Murder Moot. You get what I'm saying? Now, at this point, like I said, again, the name of the event is called Homecoming, being that Mook is from New York, particularly Harlem. The event was in Irvin Plaza, is in Brooklyn, but this is still where Mook resides. This is New York City. This is Smack DVD. This is Durag, White T era. This is Dot Mob. This is Dot in Your Head, Dot in Your, you know what I'm saying? This is, this is 2008. This is 2009. This is like, this is hip hop culture. This is like, you know what I'm saying? This is Don DeMarco. This is, I, I can, I can go on forever because at this point of the battle, this is where it got nostalgic. You know what I'm saying? It got, really smoky in a good way it got really like the aura got tunnel wise like you know what i'm saying like it really felt like homecoming it was a really proper name for this event because for the people that was outside watching it and streaming it to even understand and if you grew up in the battle culture to even see that to see at this point with the uh this is Geechee and mook so to see Sirius Jones behind Mook, to see Loaded Lux, to see T-Rex, you know what I'm saying? To see these legends behind this motherfucker. Of course, Geechee representing the new generation, and to me, it's top five all time, period. As far as, like, battle rap, Geechee is top five, you know what I'm saying? So for him to step in New York representing the West Coast, you know what I'm saying, playing the whole king of new york you know mindset with the yankee jacket and the yankee jersey and you know what i'm saying and representing the two big big dolls getting together getting into the battle me personally i thought geechee was gonna win 2-1 now on stage 
in the moment of the battle as the battle is going on because i'm not going to speak on the rewatch i'm not going to talk about none of that i'm only going to speak of the moment when the battle happened live that friday on the stage in Irving plaza in new york city mook won that battle and it was definitely uh another moment where it was a lot of gas in the building as far as the new york crowd it was like everything moot was saying was like you know gassery at sign but i will say moot was a better performer you know he adapted to the culture what niggas was telling him and critiquing him because all he would just try to do was talk to motherfuckers but he improved his performance he actually was saying better shit geechee was talking you know what I'm saying? Me personally, a lot of niggas say Moot 30, but I got Moot 2 1 because I gave Geechee the second and Moot the first and the third. You get what I'm saying? So a lot of niggas say Geechee. A lot of niggas got Moot 30. A lot of niggas got 2 1 Moot. I'm one of the 2 1 Moots. Being in New York, it gave Moot that confidence. Starting the first round with the biggie line saying, like, nigga, you know where you from, you know where you at, you know what I'm saying? And the like that got the crowd lit right there. And then going using the pop smoke reference with the whole record and dancing got the crowd lit. So he used the crowd, it oozed with confidence. You could see the whole New York affluence being there for mook and giving him this energy to complete these rounds and all three rounds was just dope again geechee was talking but i felt like with geechee he did too much new york before we even get to the rap like i said he came out with the new york jacket which was fire it was like a, a vintage starter yankee jacket which is dope because i want to cop one of them shits then he had the king of new york yankee jersey you know what i'm saying so it was just like to me it was too much new york because it's like you can't and you're not going to over New York murder Mook. You know what I'm saying? It's just, is this not going to happen? Like, I understand and get the logic of the end quote King of New York, you know, referencing corrupt and, you know, going back to the Kendrick line and all that shit. So I get that. But you're in New York City and that crowd is going to hype up Mook regardless of what you do, my nigga. So in that sense, I wish he would have came more so in the West Coast sense and like had like a Yankee cap on representing because I understand representing the set. If he would have, you know, threw on the Yankee with the, you know, with his EFB type shit on and then he would have rapped, then it would have came off more like Geechee like than more so Geechee trying to be New York. Because during the battle, more so going into his second and then his third, it got to a point where Geechee was like battling the crowd. Like he was trying to convince the crowd and not more so convince, but he was working with the crowd and eventually got them back. But it got lost because now you watching him battle the crowd rather than Mook. And he was still talking to Mook, but then he still got lost with the crowd because then it was points where they was booing him and then it was fucking with him. So it kind of like fucked him up. You could kind of see Geechee like, get a mind fuck off of that like it fucked him up dealing with that crowd like that crowd really got to his head which was surprising and moot oozed with confidence just like jazz going with vitson they both kind of had the same home crowd situation and they just took advantage of it man it's just like watching a golden state game at 10 30 at golden state and they go on a 21 point run and, and the crowd just fucking lit it was just one of those you know what i'm saying so but like i said moot 2-1 Jazz with a 30 piece, Swamp 2 1, and then Kid Slade with a 30, man. 
You know what I'm saying? Mook, to me, I would say co-performer of the night because I put Jazz as co-performer. And I was have to share that award with those two because I felt like they both went through similar situations with their battles where they was both at the crib and both situations were gas with the crowd but it won't gas as far as like hyping trash bars it was more so just being in a home field court like taking advantage of your surroundings because like if they was in Atlanta not saying Atlanta would have hype that hype them bars but i don't think they would have got that exact reaction nor do i believe those rounds would have been the same because it would have been in a different crowd like it was a lot of new york bars and references in both jazz and mooks rounds. so not that it was a bad thing but it just more so played into where they was at and they knew they was at the crib so but shout out to geechee because even with that l Personally, he even won. I never even seen a nigga take a loss and be celebrated after a loss. Like, the motherfucker went in the building, battled this nigga, took his respectable L. Most of niggas out there are saying gentleman's 30. So to even get a 30 and to go outside on the block with Mook, with the legends, and smoke, drink, celebrate, and it's a dope thing to see our people celebrate but just from the sports standpoint of taking that l thugging it out and celebrating with these legends puts you in the top five you solidify it's nothing geechee can do at this point and geechee battled every fucking body geechee battled lux because that whole battle with moot was revenge for what he did to lux in la he battled lux he battled service he battled the tay rocks he battled the john johns you know what i'm saying the dna's the he battled the rum nitties he battled everybody like it's like the only nigga in my opinion that he did not see yet and that he needs to see is hitman hitman to me is like the last motherfucker that like would solidify like he's already solidified but hitman and geechee would be like the top five potential greatest battles of all time because both got all-time performances hitman being the greatest battle rap performer ever period you know what i'm saying would just shut that shit down like it would just go crazy so to me geechee no studioing if y'all niggas listening set that hitman shit up smack beasley call that nigga hitman bring him back to url man get that shit popping man solidify that shit for the culture man but homecoming man you know what i'm saying shout out to smack beasley of course shout out to caffeine for streaming that for free for the audience to see definitely caught that during football sunday which is crazy because you know my my team doing they shit you know what i'm saying we winning we six and three or seven and three we one of them motherfuckers i don't know a record so forgive me but we fucking winning you know what i'm saying and that's what's most important you know we got carolina next and just know that eight is just doing his shit week by week, man. And so we get to the playoffs, then we're going to have that different conversation, man. But I'm just checking them out from afar and just know it's Ravens, man. And on sports, you know, of course, NBA season's still going on. It's funny how the Lakers are still trash, yet Russ is balling off the bench and the Lakers are trash. So now what is the problem? Because y'all can't use the whole Russ as being a problem now because y'all just trash terrible you feel me and i'm not even a lakers fan this is just me watching from the outside in so that's the crazy part and you know it's a lot of other shit man but where we at we in minute we about hitting minute 40 
So done hit about a quarter piece on y'all for an hour, but we actually gonna get into seven five seven sounds because so far we discussed the Black Panther. We reviewed that. You know, we recapped the homecoming URL smack event for my battle rap niggas. We went through the music, you know, listen to that Nas King Disease 3 because that shit is fire. Nas and Hip Boy got another one. And it's not really surprising. It's, it's just very humbling just to hear a legend in Nas who came out with Illmatic to be dropping this type of music is very humbling and it's an honor to hear this type of shit you know what i'm saying is in this humbling to be a fan of hip-hop man and with that being said we're gonna bring it back to the 757 like i said because we got these 757 sounds you feel me you know on this episode on this pod we're gonna keep it funky with this Orlando jackson representing virginia beach 757 shit you know what i'm saying and the record is called Rain, off the Forever Souls mixtape. Dope-ass record. Check them out. Of course, like I said, the record is called Rain. And let's get it, man, for the love. Shit, my blessing down a P in the four ways. Yeah. We ever learned to save for with fresh clothes and more days. Doing days, I pray for more days and more ways. Then run my money up. Won't say too much, they'll see me coming up. Work so hard to become one of them, forget they one of us. How the fuck I love become these clubs of trust. Truthfully, been feeling like the truest love don't come with trust. My winner's hard, got summer's luck. Money cash, yeah, money cash, money cash, money cash, yeah, money cash, money cash, whoa, money cash, yeah, money cash, money cash, money cash, yeah. I stay down for Julio and never one around me throwing game signs. Whatever niggas want, we on the same time. We all got weapons, I'm just trying to change minds. We all got crowns, I'm just trying to claim mines. I'ma catch a flight, I'm trying to change time. And my dog gon' bust his pipe, I'm trying to flame mine. Leave my darkness to the light, I let my pain shine We all got crowns, I'm just trying to claim mine Money cash, yeah, money cash, money cash Money cash, yeah, money cash, money cash Money cash, yeah, money cash, money cash Whoa, money cash, yeah we down, but we gon' make it though My little heart was breaking, it's that crazy flow It's on baby, I got love for hella People that don't even see me equal Ain't hatin', still I hope they make it I embrace and grow
Alright, you know what I'm saying? That was Rain by the good brother Orlando Jackson. You feel me? Shout out to the good brother. You know, the record is on his Forever Souls tape, and that's on all streaming platforms, so definitely check it out. Of course, check out his YouTube channel for his other work, and keep doing your shit, man, because of course 757 Sounds is about quality. You understand? It's about quality and whatever the fuck you think it is, you know what I mean? You know, check it out. You know, before we, you know, kick off 46 to the people, you know what I'm saying? Just want to shout out to all the Grammy nominees. You get what I'm saying? Shout out to them. Um, and shout out, to t- shout out to Taylor Heineke, man. You know what I'm saying? ODU rep, man. You know, breaking undefeated records and shit, man. I'm not an Eagles hater. I'm not a part of the slander. But it's just kind of telling to see a white boy come and fuck some shit up. You know what I'm saying? That sounds familiar, right? You know? But, um... <laughs> Um, where we at, man? It ain't really nothing to talk about. I'm really about to just kick this shit off because it's like, fuck, I'm tired. You know what I'm saying? I ain't even gonna lie. I'm gonna come clean. I'm I'm about burnt out. I think I said everything I wanted to say. Uh, shout out the Grammy nominees. I did do that. And I say that to say that when Jack Harlow wins the best rap album, I don't want people to be surprised because y'all know what time it is. And shout out to Pusha T. Shout out to, you know, DJ Khaled. Shout out to Aubrey, Kanye, etc. But Jack Harlow and Kendrick. And, but, you know, Jack Harlow's winning that shit, man. That's that's for the love of Malcolm Moore. You know what I'm saying? And shout out to Glorilla nomination. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to all the fuck niggas out there. You know what I'm saying? Nah, actually, no shout out to the fuck niggas. Because y'all fuck niggas. You know, but shout out to Glorilla. Because she went from the block to the Grammy nod. You know what I'm saying? And... You can't, you know what I'm saying? When you hate on shit that's just legit and that's just good for the culture, man, you just not a good person. You know what I mean? So, you know, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm talking a bunch of shit at this point. I'm rambling, you know, again, before we check out, go to Super Clothing website, shout out to Super and shout out to Super Clothing for the official for the love merch. We got T-shirts, white and black and other assorted colors. And we got hoodies for hoodie season because y'all know it's cold as a bitch. It's like 35 degrees out there. So get your hoodies. You know what I'm saying? We got any color you want. And if you need anything, just hit the guard. You know what I mean? And also, you know, check the episodes out, man. For the love, man. This is for the people. This is for the 757. You know, thank you to all my supporters again. All my listeners. Y'all niggas are legends. And y'all niggas are dope. And whoever say anything about y'all can eat a dick, you know what I'm saying? Respectfully, you know, but lastly, but not least, or it is least, you know what I'm saying? Mind your business, you know, drink your water, because if you don't drink your water, then you get dry skin and we don't want that. You know what I'm saying? That's just not positive to the community and to the culture. So, you know, just drink your water, mind your business and wash your ass. You do those three things, you have a great head start in life. You get what I'm saying? Everything else, you're going to have to figure out yourself. But those three things, you got shit figured out. And I'm going to tell you that you, you're doing a good job. You feel me? But thank y'all for listening. Of course, this is the good brother Los. I'm going to check out and eat a 10-piece. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to definitely find another fiend for today and dap him up. You know, tell him that he's important because he definitely is. And y'all are too. 
You know what I'm saying? And shout out to Dave Chappelle, man, because at the end of the day, he brought hip-hop to Saturday Night Live. And as far as the Jews is concerned, can't ban a nigga or cancel the motherfucker that went to Africa, man, because once you go to Africa, you can't never lose. You understand? But on that note, this is episode 4-6. God bless.